Hello and welcome aboard our podcast, Fighting Catholic Jetlag. My name is JC and I'll be your host. I'm a flight attendant and I'm on a journey to find my place within the Catholic Church. I'll be accompanied by my friend and co-host, Father Larry Hostetter, priest of 34 years and doctor of sacred theology. He's a Catholic University president and for our discussion, he'll serve as spiritual ground control to keep things on course for our flight back to faith. At times, we'll be navigating through difficult and uncomfortable issues, so prepare for a bit of turbulence along the way. There won't always be easy answers, but no subject will be off the table. If you're ready to explore your own doubts and questions and rediscover your faith with us, then sit back, buckle up, and enjoy our flight to faith. Uh, this is very fitting since we love Wordle so much that you would give us a word search. Two names the Bible calls Satan. Oh. Satan? <laughs> All right, I'm going to do that one too, and we're going to race. What page are you on? 26? Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have gotten these words. <laughs> oh, this is hilarious. Names the Bible calls Satan, Abaddon, Accuser, Adversary, Angel, Angel of Light. Mm-hmm. That's um, literally the name Lucifer. Oh, I thought it was Angel of Death. I thought oh, it was. Lucifer's Angel of, of Light, yeah. Uh-oh. I think we've had Liar. <laughs> <laughs> Prince of the Air. Oh, we have our Bible word search puzzles that Rebecca brought us. Thank you, Rebecca. So now I think we're just going to do word searches <laughs> for the rest of the episode because... We can Facebook Live it. We should. We should do, so our live event, could we just do Wordles? What do you think, Father Larry? Are we on? Yeah, we're on. <laughs> oh, we're, sorry. I've already got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, so I'm winning. Um, but yeah, we're into Wordle. If you haven't heard of Wordle, it's well, like a word game. I haven't done mine yet today either. Sorry. Wait, let's do it together. Do you want to? Wait, right. wait, 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 wait. I, he's already done it today, I bet. No, I haven't. I haven't. Oh, I got an E and a T, and the T is in the right Stop. place. Stop! Why are you telling me? Don't tell okay. me. Well, okay, I don't want to see it. I well, don't want to see then, it. Uh, then tune me out. The next one is I'm going to try least. <laughs> look, look, look. I got four of the letters. The E is in the wrong place. How about... Oh, look at that. Look what I got. Why are you showing me? Because... Uh, I just stole yours and made it, so sorry. Oh, I didn't see it. Oh, you won. I got it. I won, too. Good job. So you and Ben went to Chicago this weekend. We went to Chicago this weekend, yes. We went to see a concert. It's called Donnie Benet. If if you know, you know. Um, But it was like standing room only kind of thing. And so we got down near. Ben wanted to be up near the stage. And I'm like, babe, I've got you. I'm like, give me five minutes. And then... Just get close, and I'll motion you. So I go down there, and I'm, like, dancing, making friends, and I'm like, there's my husband. And by that point, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, what's his name? They're like, Ben. So, But I was telling Rebecca, like, by the end of it, I think Ben ended up in someone's wedding, made friends. The the singer was giving him shout-outs. It was great. So, it's Australian singer. It's Australian, Donnie Benet. Um, he sings a song that we like called Negroni Summer about his lawyer. Um, there's another one called um, Kenichiwa. Uh, it's it's just, 
It's great. He, he, so he has a very interesting look. You, you really need to look up Donnie Benet. Yeah. And he explained it and he said, you know, a lot of my friends at this age, um, they're starting to lose their hair now and they're, they're getting big tummies and, um, they're really, they're really dealing with that. But he's like, I've looked like this since I was 22. He like plays a synthesizer. This is, um, I don't know, Donnie. Yes. And this is Ben's, this what is ben Ben's, is a follower? This is Ben's thing. Your Ben My is ben. the Phil Dumphy of the real world. Yeah. Yes. He introduced Eric to it, and now Eric wakes up Wait. with his alarm no. to one of his No. Clubs. Rebecca, I'm so sorry. Thanks, so Are if I serious? go home... If I go home later on and I'm looking for this to play while I'm just sitting around at home, then I'll know there's something nefarious going on. Yes, so just, yes. Just put something in your brain and yes. you go, oh, my God, you got to have me some Donnie Benet. To- I mean, I thought it was, te- I mean, I thought it was terrible. Like, I hated it so much that I began to like it. I think I liked him more when I saw him live because he was so sincere. And he said that his wife had, they had a quarantine baby. And he's touring the U.S. right now, and I'm like, "There's," I'm like, "Ben, there's no way she's happy about that." <laughs> <laughs> Friends from the diocese has our Owensboro diocese has put together a group of people who are working on young adult programming, and I'm having them to Brescia tonight to have our really good um, cafeteria stuff. Did you see that. what's on the menu? No. Just plan on being surprised. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, good. I mean, Jeremy always does such. It's a always a great, it's great, always so great, great menu every time. We were in Chicago talking about Jeremy's tofu. Jeremy is head chef in charge, and he makes a delicious tofu. And Ben and I were talking about it this weekend. Like that was so good. What time does it close the canteen? Seven, I think. The canteen. What do you call it? That's adorable. Uh, well, it's it's supposed to be called the dining room. I call um, it the cafeteria. Or the, the cafeteria yeah. is supposed I like to canteen. be. That's not uh, student affairs. People don't like when you use the word cafeteria because it implies institutional. Okay. Well, that's where we're at. Like we're you're not a... supposed to call residence halls dormitories. <gasps> no uh, way. Residence halls. You're not supposed to call yeah. pledging and sorority pledging. You're supposed to call it like the new member experience or something. So, so many rules. This cool uh, Bible word, this cool thing that that um, Rebecca got us is this uh, word search booklet. You know how these, all the letters and you're supposed to find the words. And these are Bible word searches. And so they have like biblical battles, uh, hold on to God, um, daily grace, pure innocence. And then one of them is called names the Bible calls Satan. Satan? <laughs> And so, accuser, adversary, angel of light. Okay, Beelzebub, start with angel of light. Uh, enemy, prince of the air, serpent, worthless devil. And I'm I'm stuck. I haven't found any more, but I have found the name Gale. So I'm going to go ahead and circle Gale, Gale because who knows? Maybe that's another one of Satan's names is Gale. It's a really mean Gale it's out there. Gale. Gale. Maybe that's what it's Satan's name. I'm going to do. Let's see here. Biblical emotions. Um, so, our journey. Are we ready to? Last week we had an abrupt 
end abruptly. So what was that all about, yeah, Rebecca? Re- Rebecca, what was that all about? She's got a cookie in her mouth. <laughs> or Rice Krispies, it's even worse with all the marshmallows. Yes. So we ended, and um, we're not sure what happened to the rest. The recording is missing. You know, I was thinking, did I do something? Because I listened to the pre-edit edited version, but it stopped at that point, too. That's so and, funny because but, I listened to the pre-edited version. I didn't tell you this on the phone. But I'm like, I definitely must have deleted it. I don't think I did because I didn't listen that far. Well, I never heard I thought maybe I did, too. I thought, oh, shoot. And so, you know, when your mom knows you've done something wrong and she asks you, did you eat this? And you're like, No. That was me on the phone, like, oh, you don't say. It's Don't worry about it. I'm sure it's <laughs> But I didn't even get that far, so I don't know. I only yeah. listened and to like so the And so you missed minutes. out on JC's really good prayer. She did a God. prayer Actually, from I, heart. She gonna do it today I thought yeah. the Lord delivers and <laughs> deleted, <laughs> deleted that prayer for me. But we were pretty much finished, I think. I couldn't remember okay. what was left in that. We've gone through the different prayer. Styles, styles and then i think we just finished up on devotional right do you have any clarificationals from last week that you wanted to not really okay. i thought we were pretty straightforward all right i, I don't think job. i have anything either but um i do think it doesn't hurt for us to remind folks of what we are all about um JC and I were talking about this earlier this afternoon about not losing sight of the purpose of the podcast, um, which is to remind folks uh, that this, the audience, and even though we know that some of you are a part of the audience, the audience isn't really for those that are firmly set in the pews, uh, rapidly listening it's really for more of those that are kind of back in that space between the front door and the door mm-hmm. that you take to get, and you're kind of peeking around the corner mm-hmm. uh, to see if it's safe to go in. Um, and so because of that, we'll, we will use analogies and themes that probably won't make a lot of sense to those who are like very strong in their faith. And it probably sounds like, why are you wasting your time with this group of people? But let's stick around. We love you. Yes. Yes. But if, if, if it ever sounds like we're just really stripping things away and not really getting to the heart of it, it's because Father Larry, you do a great job at this in just kind of making it as simplistic as possible so that we are able to understand it better. Um, and that, so that's kind of how we like to approach this, but it doesn't and, make sense. And to Jason's anyone. job in part is to always kind of be the one to, put herself in the shoes of that half leg of the person that's out yeah. there and to think about what kinds of questions do, would this raise in their mind? And I'm going to go ahead and say it. So uh, sometimes uh, I think she worries about what her mom will think because she's asking a question. So little B, she's been doing it honestly. We asked her to do it uh, uh, because it sounds like she herself is casting doubt or aspersions on something, but we need to know what people are thinking and asking and the kinds of uh, things they might say to, if, if I'm saying something or presenting something that the church does. Uh, and to me, it's perfectly acceptable because it's been part of my life forever. So I'm not thinking about it as somebody who's never heard of it 
or ha hasn't heard about it recently, or maybe finds it problematic, would hear it, to hear what kind of question they might have or what kind of objection they might have to mm -hmm. that. And so I think Rebecca will be good in that as well. And she'll give us the continental flavored questions that are the really, well, actually you're not part of the continent, the European, I should say. I think it probably insulting to call the British continental, isn't it? I know. You're going to have to clarificational that next yeah. week for the queen. We're going to get an email. Oh, the queen's not feeling well, I hear. I know. And it's in no. Jubilee here. We, so. okay. we just got to get her through that. Yeah. We're going to get it to June. Are you doing okay? She's not attending the Commonwealth thing, Mabob. Mm -hmm. um, that uh, last time Harry and Meghan were not invited to walk behind them on um it was apparently a big scandal i just read about That's it in, on facebook yeah <laughs> um anyway uh but she's feeling a little poorly or a little frail uh, so frail she can't even walk her dogs right now but she's 95 years old i, know. I don't know many 95 yeah. year olds that can walk their dogs yes. you know i know it's it's pretty incredible it's well impressive. and to lose your life partner that she's um, had a big challenging year yeah. and and with those kids i mean with those damn kids <laughs> i didn't say that part but i just say <laughs> i know you were thinking it those damn kids are gonna are making it worse but um i i think i mean i think everyone's hope is things just come around and all is well going forward right. to and make course, it easier on everyone continue to pray for the people in ukraine that's just horrifying what's i mean that's like there. truly the issues going on you know what it makes everything else feel so small so yeah so we'll keep wow. them keep uh our prayers for them yeah. as well, well so and, and back to what you were saying um you know just us understanding what our audience is and and making sure that we are um, doing the best job at, I mean, what is our message? What would you say it is? It's okay. It's all right. It's okay to not have it all together. It's okay to not be okay. And it's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Um, it's okay if you're not the Catholic your mom or dad wants you to be or your grandparents want you to be. What's important is that you're the Catholic that God wants you to be. And God may have a completely different definition of that than right. all the people who have their expectations of you. Wow, so we'll, we'll always try to bring it back to that, won't we? Yes. And the point of our podcast isn't necessarily to bring Catholics back to the church. I mean, we're, I feel like we, what we want to do is in, encourage it, of course, um, but really, as Rebecca is saying, God loves all of us and there's a place for all of us in the church, but also to for the church to see what questions Catholics have um, to lead the church back to the people. So um, we just want to make sure that that message is clear and what we're doing. Of course, it's hard for us to lead the church to the Catholics, but we can do it in as much as we are part of the church. I think though, you know, Catholics. right. And I, I think it's interesting. It's like um, a question that I keep hearing is, you know, young adults are leaving the church and what do we do? How do we get them back? And I'm like, just ask them. So I, 
this for me serves as a way of if you if you want to know if you really want to know what is driving a wedge between the church and a lot of people who are falling out these are the questions that they have so um i mean there's that's really the purpose of this is just to be able to show that we we're gonna we should have an episode one time where we just bring some folks in and just ask them who should we bring in? We, we got people that now. Who's we know. our like A team that we would bring you, in? You would, you would. Well, Could I pick the? I, 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 I don't. We don't call them out right now, do we? Call them out. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm thinking of a few that yeah. would be um, just those who. I feel like those who don't want to be in the space because it just feels too heavy, too exhausting, too shameful. You're the ones we need. Right. And we've got a head mic now don't we we have so, a britney spears mic a britney spears mic and lapel mics and lapel mic mm-hmm. uh which is probably like more like an alex trebek mic oh right yeah. i'm gonna wear mine like britney yeah. yeah well i thought we would have our guests wear the the britney i think uh i think i would like rebecca to should wear the that would people she actually hear wears one to work she's like a gamer <laughs> she works from home she has her little chair. She has her gaming device. You wore it for something. And I'm like, what is going on? She's like, this is my work mic. <laughs> so that's where we're at. And yeah. so continuation with prayer then to take all this to prayer. Um, same deal. You know, we got a couple of emails from folks uh, that basically said, you know, I don't pray in the usual way. I don't know, you know, uh, for me, it's just sitting with God or, or letting, you know, trying mm-hmm. to send love that I have to others who may be feeling pain or suffering. And I had that last season, we had talked about this and I I think I made you cut it, but um, where I don't feel comfortable leading a prayer in public because it feels inauthentic to me to um, just the start of it and to say things that I'm like, I, I don't even, I don't talk like that in my prayer life. And I think either you or Lauren said, yeah, but it's out of like, a, it's a reverence thing to be able to, to do that. Um, so ju- just as you would with the queen, like you are the reverence that you would show that it's not like you would necessarily show that um, behind closed doors, but just as it's a, false. It's, right. Yeah. It's just to be, respectful. And so whenever I look at it like that, I'm like, okay, I can get behind that. But, um, but I remember I'd asked you, do you really pray like that? Like when it's just you and God, do you really say dear heavenly father that, you know, and I'm like, that's what felt inauthentic to me. So I always thought I was praying wrong Uh because that just felt so uncomfortable. So, but last week we had talked a, a little bit about that. So what are you, what are your thoughts on that? So I, I think like we ta- said last week, prayer is just conversation. It's just communication with God. So it can it can be any number of things. There is no one way to, to pray. And we went through a list of all the different things that came come to us from Catholic tradition, all in the previous podcast, if you, if you haven't listened to that yet. Mm-hmm. But there might also just be, you know, a lot of times what people are now calling mindfulness Mm-hmm. is is an example of prayer. My watch does that. Every now and then, this watch will say, okay, it's time for you to be mindful. And I was like, I don't want to be mindful with my watch. you know. <laughs> um, but it's just, it, it's really a good reminder. And actually, any Christian who or anybody spiritual who has a watch uh, might 
use that real reminder to say, okay, I'm just going to sit and say the Jesus prayer, Mm -hmm. you know, or I'm just going to breathe God's love in and out and not think about anything. I had a moment Um, like that today where I was, I was like sitting there and I could just feel myself getting anxious over just a lot going on and a lot to do. And I, someone had posted something where it's like, when you feel yourself doing that, make yourself take three deep breaths and then name three things you're grateful for in whatever is stressing you out. And so just, just a way to reprogram your mind, mindfulness, whether right. it's on your watch. But I, I like what you say about breathe in the Holy Spirit, breathe out Satan. And you don't have to think anything. <laughs> you don't have to think anything. Yeah, breathe out the gale. <laughs> breathe out gale. <laughs> um, so... Uh, the other thing I like to do if, if I want to just be quiet and I decide to follow the mindfulness prompt from my watch is just to be quiet and to remember that the, uh, the, the universal Christ, that Christ, God's presence is in all things. And, and just to kind of connect with that universal spirit of God of, and, and, and try to become one with that. And mm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. Um, well, like, sorry, go ahead. go ahead. Well, universal. What did you say? The universal, universal spirit. Christ, universal yeah. Christ. Universal and spirit. then with Catholicism, Catholicism, mean, Catholic means universal, right? Yeah. So how do you relate the two? How do you, if we can do that with the universal Christ is in all things, how do you go about, seeing like the good of Catholicism in the everyday, bridging the secular and spiritual and seeing the universal church? Well, I think one of the purposes of the church is to help us to see beyond, Mm -hmm. uh, see beyond our daily experiences to something deeper. And I I love the idea of the mass. Mm -hmm. uh, And this is where Catholicism comes in very specifically is the place where reality is cracked open and we get to experience the mystical, the something more, not as something different from where we are right now. Wait, tell us what mystical is. I want you to go on with that thought, but what is that? Like it's different than spirituality. What's mystical kind of sounds like magic. That's what I was about to say. I'm like, I know we're not supposed to believe in that. But saying that though, about magic, I was listening to Bible in a year and there was a part where it was saying about Moses having the stick and he hit it into the Nile and it turned into. It turned blood, turned the river into blood. Yeah. But then the magicians tried to switch it back and they couldn't. But that was when he turned the snake. He, they. Oh, right. Yeah. The first thing they did was they came and he, uh, he took his staff and threw it on the ground for the Pharaoh and it turned into a snake. Then his Pharaoh's magicians came and did the same thing. But then Moses's snake ate the other two snakes. So then these magicians, is that a similar? You know, you know, who knows? I, I don't know enough of Hebrew to know what word was actually used, whether it's magician, the way we understand magic today. And that's probably why people are so up in arms about like Harry Potter. But there's yeah. a chance that it did not mean Harry Potter's. No. <laughs> and that's just a fantasy. There's nothing wrong with Harry Potter. It's just a fantasy. You watch Harry Potter? 
So we can have Harry Potter, but not the Da Vinci Code. I just want to, I'm calculating this. What's I'm writing da it Vinci down. Code? I don't know. Story. You tell us. Did I ever bring it up? <laughs> no, no. But I'm, whenever I was reading the Da Vinci Code in college or in high school, um, I went to the dentist and the hygienist went and got out of her purse a brochure of why I should not read the oh, Da Vinci really? Code. Well, you know, here, that What's was, up, Sharon? that was, um, <laughs> When, when I was teaching at Brescia before I became president, that was like the number one book that everybody was reading. Was it's it's a great story. Well, and that's what I told my students. I said, okay, it's fiction. Yeah. And it's it's a really well-written story, and it's a well-told story, and that's where it ends. Nothing about it inside the story is even remotely connected to any truth or fact. Right. Which... If you're reading fiction, you're not going, oh, my gosh, this isn't true. How dare they write this? If you're reading fiction, you're going, yeah, this isn't true. That's why I'm enjoying reading it because right. it's not true. It's fiction. Yes, yes. It's not fact. But Harry Potter is true. That really happened. <laughs> How many times do people say, Rebecca, what's university like? Is it like Harry Potter Hogwarts? <laughs> you're like, yes, it's just like that. And you can walk through walls and things. How do we yes, get off right. of that? Oh, you want to know about mystical? Yeah. Mystic okay, Mystic what is mystical? So mean? mysticism. Mysticism. Is a um, uh, is a description of a spirituality that focuses um, on what lies beyond the physical world. Isn't that what we're? I, doing? I'm making. The, I'm I'm okay. putting this together as as because I don't have a dictionary in front Speaking of me. But that's how. Language. If somebody would ask me, how do you define mysticism? That's what I have, would do. A spirituality that. Uh, where somebody who's a mystic is so in communication with the the you know with the world beyond oh. that that is reflected in their lives and their writings. That's what they focus on all the time. Is you know so they're not digging ditches or you know doing something that is directly connected in a hard way to this world. Their focus, their energy is. They're spent. like one foot out. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I think Teresa of Avila, who was a great mystic, said. You wait, you you know that's my lady. That's one of your confirmation sponsors, oh, my right? Girls. Don't you have like four or five or? I have two. They let me have two. <laughs> I loved it there. Go on. Uh, the other one you told me the other one I can't remember. They're about Therese. Therese, the, the little of flower. Avila and this year. Okay. Yes. Very different women, but from the same religious order. They, I don't even know, like from Spain. They're both in No, Spain. no. Therese is French. Well, okay. And but Therese uh, is, is Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. But they're from the same order? Yeah, they have Carmelites. That's beautiful. Yeah. So um, Teresa. It's actually was Carmelites. A, Carmelites? I'm kidding. I mean, <laughs> is that like the uh, home, the Carmel? Yeah. The That's Carmel home. Yeah. What is it called? Caramel. Caramel. The ca caramel home. <laughs> the ca caramel home. The Caramelites. The Caramel home is a nursing home that is run by the Carmelite sisters, yes. Okay. Yeah. Carmelite order. The Carmelite order, I think they consider themselves the oldest of the religious orders. So, I love, yeah, I love yeah, that. I think so. That's really cool. Um, but anyway, the, she the said. Teresa's. She had gotten to the point in her prayer, and they, they often talk. Teresa and John of the Cross, who was also a Carmelite, talked about, you know, that there's progression in prayer, that the more and deeper you Combat go, the, the, the deeper you get into 
the, the, the realm of just, you know, coming face and face to, with God. And she said, at some point, the only thing that separates you from God is the thin veil of mortal life. Wow. So that's being a mystic. Yeah. So she was so connected. She was practically connected to God the way we're all going to be connected with God when we die and go to heaven. She was already experiencing that on earth. But do you think, okay, so uh, not everybody's called to that. Okay. This is a a specific calling. But you can tap into that. A family with kids, you know, mysticism in that sense is probably not what you're called to, but there is another, there are other ways of being spiritual, even mystical that are more connected to having to do, take care of the things, right? changing the diapers or going to work Mm -hmm. every day or, you know, walking that aisle in the airplane or whatever it is that you're doing. You can draw spiritual energy from anything that you do with the right disposition. And that's what we call spirituality. Yes. So, All mystics are spiritual, but not all all spiritual people are mystics. Yes. And I, but I think it's important to note, um, it's there waiting for everyone, just like a relationship with God. It's there. It's not just reserved for someone who, who is called to, we're all called to it. So would you say that mysticism, mysticism, it can, anyone can be called to it. But it's yes. tapping into it. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, anybody can be called to it. And I think even in those people that are not in a contemplative order where they, you know, have hours and hours of prayer, a contemplative order. Okay, so there's different kinds of religious orders. There are what are called active religious orders and contemplative religious orders. And contemplative orders. is where you contemplate So lot. the Passionist Nuns out Whitesville, where they go into cloister, they never leave. So they, they, they live in an enclosure, mm-hmm. and once they've made vows, that's their home for, for life. And they don't, they don't go shopping. Everybody, they, and that's the kind that Therese of Monsieur was. She, she was also that kind of a contemplative. That, their role is to pray. I mean, that's specifically their job in the church. And so they've been called sometimes the spine of the church because mm. they're the, what keeps us strong. And so... You know, what they do every day by praying the hours and praying on their own, and that's what they've dedicated their life to, is really something incredible. Then you have the more active orders, and this might be a, a nurse, an order where they have a hospital and all the sisters are nurses. Really? You know, or all the sisters are teachers. So they. What about, a, what about if there was a whole flight attendant base of just nuns, flying nuns? I started. I, I, I might. Don't tempt me. Yeah. I'm going to pull Sister Pam along with me. <laughs> and that and would then be the Ursulines, and I got to get this. Ursulines are considered kind of a mix of active and contemplative. <sighs> so they don't separate themselves from the world. They live in the world, but they do it in a spirit of contemplative prayer. So typically contemplative nuns or monks or priests, yeah. they separate themselves completely from the world so that they can focus mm. exclusively on God. The Ursulines are really cool, though. Yeah, they're they like, always have been. They're they're so cool. And in fact, um, we've been getting. I've been meaning to send out an email to uh, to Brescia about it. Uh, some of the Ursulines in Ukraine describing the situation oh. um, that they're dealing with is pretty. It's pretty it's harrowing, incredible. but they're there praying. Yeah, and doing what what they're called well, to do. And this is a 
great place to bring up one of our emails that we received mm-hmm. from a listener um, about prayer. And her first email, I mean, I, I kind of got where she was coming from. She had said, I don't know how much this prayer stuff, I mean, and she was very respectful in her clarificational saying, I know it works. I just don't know how it works. And I don't, I don't know how deeply I believe in it. And I thought, I, I believe in it and I do it and I say it out of sentiment. I'm going to pray for you. Right. But yeah, what she had a good point. And I think she had mentioned something like um, what what's the purpose of praying to God when God already knows and God is already there for us? Right. I mean, this is a great question. Right. You know, it kind of there are some things in um, Christianity that kind of contradicts itself. Right. It feels like where it's like pray for this thing to happen um, or even confess your sins, but God already knows. So what's the point? Like there's, can you explain right. that piece of it with prayer? So praying for people, mm-hmm. I think is, you know, uh, some, I think I described it last time. Somebody said it's uh, giving someone to God's love out of love. So it's, it's not, and I've, I very rarely, I have to admit it's part of my spirituality. I very rarely pray for anything any something to happen please let this happen no i'm too afraid to do um, that i'm and, afraid that if i if it doesn't work out i'll be not just disappointed but i'll i don't know i just don't i don't yeah, do that either yeah. <laughs> when i say i don't pray for specific things to happen i do pray all the time asking god to bless people yes you know yes keep same. them in your care help them to same. know how much you love them help them to get through whatever it is they need to get through, that kind of thing. That's a prayer for grace. That's not asking specifically for an outcome. You know, right. That, like, right. Please help me to get an A on this test, you know, which if you if you studied, you get an A. I mean, you know, well, God, doesn't have, God doesn't have anything to do with that. The wall. Yeah. Um, because, yes. you know, I, I can't go, oh, Lord, uh, you know, you said, well, get back with me tomorrow. I'll pray about it tonight. And I'll let you know tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people who do that are sometimes. Uh, lady just snored. Shysters. Well, okay. You're going to have to tell me what a shyster is. They're, they, 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 they're, they're yeah. pretending like. Yes. They're telling you what you, that, uh, yeah. what they think. I'm a little skeptical is, of, of yeah. that. Now, I'm not saying they can't be possible, but. Boy, you better be skeptical if somebody's telling you, I'm telling you what God wants you to do is this. And I don't care if they're a priest or a nun or anybody else. Right. I would be very, very skeptical if anybody said to me, this is what God wants you to do. However. And I've got I've got a vow of obedience to the bishop because the bishop's will is, for me, God's will. Yes. So. You know, I think the exception with, well, when I try and discern that, because I know a lot of well-meaning people are, um, like, I, I have a friend that she and I are, you know, we'll, we'll say, hey, I had, had this feeling that was placed on my heart uh, that I wanted to tell you about. And we make sure that it's not, hey, God told me to tell you this. But also in discerning what comes in what you listen to, like, is God trying to speak through someone? God speaks through through Rebecca all the time to me. So the way I know that it's God and not just Rebecca is if it's a message of love. So if Rebecca's anytime, it's like, 
doing the right thing and you know, you know, in your heart what the right thing is, whether you want to do it or not, that's when it feels like God. That's when it, you know, it, it's, I, I think the only way I can say with all of like the influencers and the priests who are doing great work and having podcasts, not you, but other ones, but it's like, how do we, how do we know this is, is this coming from God or from a human? And I feel like if, if, if it's to love others and to bring love into the world, then that's a message from God. Because I don't want to just say that anyone who, anytime someone is saying, God wants you to do this, to just be like, I've got to tune that out. Right. Because sometimes it is God, right? I, th- I think so. If I understand what you're saying, um, I'm going to push back, push it back a little bit. With regard to Rebecca, I think, and we're putting her on the spot here. I know. I love she's, it. She's, she's like, like turning red. Like, what, Every what, time what we is, say her is, name, she's like. What, I know. You say Bex and I say Rebecca. <laughs> Someone called her Rex the other day. Rex. <laughs> I've been calling her Rex since. Please. So if I don't think you have to necessarily say when Rebecca says something to you that calls you to love. That, yes, I think that's from God because all love is ultimately from God. Right, right. But I don't think, and I don't think this is what you were saying. I don't think it's at that moment that God is using Rebecca as a mouthpiece to communicate what he wants you to hear. Okay. I would actually disagree, but go on. Because she's not I'll a robot. Um, but she's her, and she's a, a loving individual who could probably tell you about love without having to bring God into okay, it. Okay. I totally understand that. But like, and maybe this is like female relationships, but uh, about a year, a little over a year ago, there was a point I was really upset about losing Daisy and Rebecca said something that was just so direct and full of love. And it was so unlike how we would have talked to each other. We never would have been like, Hey, this, I need you to know this thing. And that's why it felt like sometimes when your friends say things that then afterwards they're like, I overstepped, I shouldn't have said that. And it's like, no, that is the love I needed. And it's, like, I guess you have to know their personality to know that that was coming from a place of like, I mean, you tell me like when you, cause we've talked about this, like when you've said things that I'm like, that was the blessed mother speaking through you. And you're like, what did I say? I don't even know. So what do you, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know. I just know that you need to hear that at that point, really. Yeah. I want to show up at your house. I know, I know, right. Like you have like, it's like an instinct. But but why can't it be the natural gifts and talents that Rebecca has and that God gave her and knew that she would use those at the right time? I, and I want to hear what you say, but I, what I tell you is I think it's like the coolest the coolest honor ever is when one of each, one of one of us says to the other, God spoke through you because it feels like you're being used for a divine purpose. And it's not necessarily like my agenda to tell you, hey, rethink this thing that we're talking about. Yeah. You know, so what what are your I mean, what do you think? What are your thoughts on that? I don't know. I've never really analyzed it like this. I think I don't know. Like when you say those things to me, I just 
it just feels like you should hear it or, you know, like it's just yeah. one of those things. It's like, I'm just going to. Yeah. You know, I think it's actually an interesting way of describing what the scripture writers did, the, the writers of the Bible. Yeah, yes. Because, you know, we yes. say that they are inspired by God yeah. to write yes. the Bible, but it is not it is not a divine dictation method. Right. Which That's is it. where God is simply saying, here's the words you do, and all the scripture writer does is just yeah. write down the words. It's using the gifts and talents of the scripture writer in partnership with God and graced by God. Bingo. And that's because I don't want do. to leave you all out of the equation. When you no, say totally. what you need to say, it's also coming from you as somebody who is a good person and who's open to God's grace. Well and I, I say the biggest thing that you're you're doing, you know, and I, I love the way you put that, like using your divine gifts to um however you said it, but also most importantly, saying yes to that, to when you have a feeling that you're like, I need this person to hear this and it's a message of love or whatever it is, yeah. or a message of truth. And it's like saying, yes, I'm going, I'm going to say that, like your willingness to bring the love and the light, even though it's hard. Like I know in our friendship, like I would rather do anything than to be like, Hey, rethink that. Like I would much rather rally and be like, where are they? <laughs> Who said that to you? Yeah. But um, yeah, that's kind of, I think that's a good way of putting it. And the way, the, let's bring it back to prayer, the way we can be sure that we're more likely to speak um, in that spirit of love mm -hmm. is if we pray. Because then we're going to be more connected. The more connected we are to God, the more likely we're going to be used mm -hmm. as agents of God, using who we are, not as robots, but using who we are, um, and which is why prayer then is so important, however we define it. So you're saying, though, that prayer is important because it is... One reason why it, it's important. Okay. it's Going back to what the listener asked, what... I mean, what, what were your thoughts on that? Like, how do you prove? I mean, I don't, I don't, we all have moments where it's like, no, that was God. That was prayer coming to life. But pull up the email. Um, I know what you mean though. It feels like more of a, if I, if I needed to do something and I was like, oh, I don't know, they don't want to see me today or whatever. Right. And then it's like, no, I think you should. And then somehow uh huh. You managed to get that done that day. If it's the busiest day ever, and I right. feel like this is my priority this day, and right. it would never normally be my priority to mm -hmm. do that because I have a lot on. Right, but for right. For some reason, that day it was like, no, this is important. You should do that. Right. And he's right. It does. It makes it easier to hear that that divine whisper or that calling mm -hmm. to do to do those things when you are connected. And you know, you were able to say what you'd said to JC that helped her not just simply because God put those words in your, your head and then you spoke them, but also because of the experiences you've had in your life. And so mm. those spirit experiences were integrated into your makeup and part of your experience. So you were able to convey wisdom, mm -hmm. which is wisdom has always been seen as the feminine expression of God in the old Testament. Uh, Holy Sophia. As it divine, should be. You know, so um, 
that was, I just read something about that actually the other day. Uh, again, no pushback on that. Yeah. So it's 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 the experiences that God has led you through that you were able to do that. So everything we experience today may be because it's going to help somebody else from that experience. As you all finally get old someday, and why what you're already wise, but more wise, um, you're going to be able to help other people. And I think we talked about that one time about, you know, what a shame it is when young people don't look to older people as a source of help and wisdom, rather, but, you know, instead just uh, see them as, okay, it's time to get, mm-hmm. move them away and mm-hmm. we're going to take care of things now, um, which is a normal attitude for youth. But if society works well together, we're all we're right. all in this together, but that really works best when when we all pray. I'd like to read something from that email, if you all don't mind, because I think I think mm-hmm. this is rather beautifully put. Uh, perhaps I'm interpreting prayer too narrowly. I often, during the day or during meditation, mindfulness, contemplation, whatever one calls it, think of the person or groups of people who are suffering or are causing the suffering, ones who cannot find peace or serenity or a solution to their problem and try to send them love and compassion. I send the hope, desire that they can tap into the love that is in them, surrounds them, God, question mark, to deal with or overcome their suffering. I try to imagine that that love is welling up in them, surrounding them, easing them. Is that prayer? I don't know. I don't think of it as prayer. I think of it as love and caring. Is that the same thing? It is absolutely 100% prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not prayer, maybe as we traditionally understand, but certainly enveloping somebody in love is prayer, especially since from the Christian point of view and the Jewish point of view, God is love. I mean, that there is not God is like love or God is loving. God is love. I mean, love mm-hmm. is God. You could reverse that. So that absolutely, I think, is a, is a great example of of prayer so keep doing that because i think whenever you do that you're connecting mm-hmm. in a rather deep and profound way to to god i like it i like it very good so whatever your spirituality is uh and remember spirituality is simply how you relate to god and everybody does it a little bit differently some people have, it's very scripturally based. Some people, it's very Marian based. You know, they have a, they said they have a Marian spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, nature. Nature I mean. can be nature based. I love that myself. Uh, connecting to God's presence in nature and the world around us. Monastery travel. Travel mm-hmm. is a great, uh, yes, you should do a travel log, a spiritual travel log and publish it. The And we're going to call it something clever like... I do uh, write. I, anytime I have like a moment where I feel God coming through, I write about yeah, it. Yeah, a flight att- attendant's journey through heaven, serving drinks and <laughs> coffee. We'll think about yeah. it. But so, yeah. So, but, okay. uh, you know, and for a lot of people, uh, especially in, I've talked to uh, parents who have small children, often wake up in the morning. The first thing they do is they might get a few minutes. They're getting the kids ready. They spend their day, even mm-hmm. when at work, they have to think about what's going on with the kids. They might have to go, if the kid gets sick, take the kid to the doctor. I mean, 
kids, rightly so, take up a lot of time and commitment. And so people have said, I don't, I can't pray. Well, no, you can't pray the way I pray because I don't have kids. Mm-hmm. You can't pray the way a passionist nun prays who is, you know, a, a contemplative, but neither can I, because mm-hmm. that's not what I'm called to. You can pray the way what you're called to do, which at this point in your life might be something that's really just rooted in poopy diapers yes. or... And help and thank you are complete prayers Absolutely. too. <laughs> we talked about that last time, yeah. those, those pious... Uh, exclamations that you can do through yes the day yes. Yeah. so you're you're praying all day you just haven't realized it. and even when you get exasperated yeah. and you're at the end of your rope and you don't know what else to do just let that be your prayer and don't yes. feel guilty about not being where you think you should be or what other people's expectations are of prayer the only one you should be worried about is God's expectations. And if he's given you a life in which you're caring for a bunch of kids or even one child or just taking care of yourself or maybe mm-hmm. your elderly parents, whatever it is that you're doing, you're there for a reason. Right. Draw the grace from that moment, as hard as that may be sometimes. Yes. And, okay, here's our challenge this week that we oh, can yeah, do. We a challenge this week. Are you ready for it? Oh, okay. Um, bringing bringing the holy spirit into all of those moments especially the non the ones that feel so far from prayer like on the plane when it's like this doesn't even feel holy this just sucks right. you know so and then I want you to ask me about it next week and we'll talk about what that di- like having that continuous conversation right. throughout the day whether it's just getting through the next hour just you know, the what you're thinking about before you go to sleep and then what you're thinking about when you're waking up, just the mindfulness of it. So that can be our challenge this week. Okay. What do you think? Sounds good. All right. And you have and 10 Hail Marys. Yeah. <laughs> and you have something you have to be at here. In a few oh, yeah. Minutes, I so go. we need to wrap this wrap up. up. Um, did right. you want to try to do your prayer again since you we know what? the recording last the week? The Holy Spirit came and the Holy Spirit went. So I would like <laughs> for you to go ahead and lead us on this one. But I will start us off in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Gracious God, thank you for your many blessings. As we sit in your presence, taking in your grace and your love, Keep us mindful of those who are suffering this day, especially those in Ukraine and in other parts of the world where violence is a daily experience. Help us to always live unselfishly, but for you and for the love that you call for us to have for each other. Amen. Amen. This podcast is ended. Go in love as you've been called to love. And peace be with you. And with your spirit. And Godspeed. <laughs>